So listen, I'm going to hop right into the word of God. Can you turn with me to Galatians 2? Galatians chapter 2 with the 16th verse. Galatians chapter 2 and the 16th verse. And I'm going to be reading the NIV version. Can we stand on our feet for the reading of the word of God? Sixteen, it says, know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Jesus Christ that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one will be justified, justified. Tonight I want to talk about being justified and how we often dig too deep into this word and I want to change how we think about this word. So let's bow our heads. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in this place. Thank you for how you're going to use me. Thank you for how you're going to use everything that happens today. We love you. We appreciate you. And we prepare our hearts for a word in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Justify. Justify. Um, justify is something that needs to be shown or proven. Um, justify means to show or prove um, to be right or to be reasonable. And um, I want to start with, you know, leading this roadmap into our text today with setting up some things. So I want to talk about the pressure of unrealistic expectations. The pressure of unrealistic expectations. Not the pressure of expectations. Expectations are great. Expectations are healthy. Expectations are what we should have. When we go into a new year, we should have expectations. When we go into a new relationship, we should have expectations. But there is a danger in living underneath the pressure of unrealistic expectations. So more often than not, we have put pressure on ourselves by creating unrealistic expectations. We create unrealistic expectations. Me, yes, you create unrealistic expectations. Think about all the ridiculous expectations that you've created, whether it be in your marriage, whether it be in your friendships. I expect you to be here. When I'm in the hospital, I expect you to be here, da 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 Some of us have put unrealistic expectations on people who are not prepared to even meet regular expectations. So there's a pressure that comes when we create unrealistic expectations. Now, here's the funny part. Expectations and reality should be compatible together. Expectations and, and uh, reality should work hand in hand. When I have healthy expectations, they should work well with reality because my expectations are built off of reality. I can do this because it's real. I can, there's a reality to me being able to do this. But often, our expectation does not play well with the reality. 
because we are living in unrealistic expectations. I, I expected to be out of debt by now. I expected to be married right now. I expected to be in this job right now. Is that really, really realistic or is it something that I'm creating to make me feel like I should be doing this or I should be almost there? I'm creating an expectation that is unrealistic because it is not based in reality. Y'all with me? It's not based in reality. So, you know, we have all these expectations, but in order to see if our expectations are realistic, we have to check the root. What is the root of this expectation? Um, we all know roots are the life-giving force, a life-giving system in anything. So if you can identify the root, you can identify the expectation. Are the roots of my expectations based in reality, because if they're not based in reality, I am living outside of something that is called God's grace. God's grace. I'm living outside of the, I'm living outside the temple. I'm living outside of this place where there's protection. I'm living outside of God's grace. How many times have we served an expectation that isn't rooted in God's grace? We have served an expectation. What do I mean by we have served? We have devoted our service. We have devoted our life. We have devoted our attention to something that is not inside of God's grace. <laughs> I'm living in a place that's not safe. When I'm living outside of God's grace, I'm flirting with living outside of a place that is safe. Does that make sense? God's grace is a protection. God's grace is a covering. And I was talking with a dear friend um, some time ago, and they were explaining how they're learning how to live in God's daily grace, meaning I only operate based off of the grace that I have for today. I can't, if I can't hold weight for that conversation, I can't live in that grace. So when I can't live in this space of that grace, if I can't live in that daily grace, I have to say no to some things. And no is usually not our favorite word. We, wanna, we are giving people. We are yes. Anybody that's giving, y'all like just saying yes to a bunch of stuff you don't want to say yes. Be like, I'll go out on a limb and do this. It's not healthy. It's just not healthy. And because of that unhealthy relationship, which is us living outside of God's grace, we often find ourselves living in expectations that are not rooted in a healthy place. In a healthy place. How many times have we served an expectation that, is, that isn't rooted in God's grace? A lot. We've done it a lot. We've done it a lot. And because of that, can I get a little bit more in my microphone? Um, because of that, we have found ourselves underneath the pressure of unrealistic expectations. When you sit back and think about your life, how many times have you sat underneath the pressure of unrealistic expectations? Not from somebody else, but from you, from us. We have created these things. We have allowed these things to be our, our, our motivator, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy. So I, I want to give us an example of what uh, living underneath the pressure of an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation. Um, this is a good expectation, 
but it might be unrealistic based on the space that you're in right now. We are, have an expectation of, I'm going to be the resource of faith in my family. Uh, I'm going to be the person to break the generational curse. And all those things are great. They are good intentions, but they may not be inside of the grace that you have for that moment. Listen to this. When you say, when you proclaim to, to heaven and earth and below earth that you want to be the faith uh, you want to be the person that brings faith into your family. You want to be the person that breaks a generational curse. That is a lot of expectation that you may not have the grace for right now. And what I found out through just living life is that oftentimes when I have that massive expectation, uh, that's a macro thing, and God usually likes to start with micro. Micro, he wants to start with me. Maybe I need to break the curse off of me first. Maybe I need to uh, bring the faith uh, in my family first. I need to bring it on me first. Maybe I should work on my, my studying habits of the Bible. My, maybe I should get into a life group. Maybe I should, uh, it starts with micro before it goes macro. And if we rush ourselves into the macro, we will miss what God is doing in the micro. And we will live underneath unrealistic expectations. And it's okay to start with high expectations that, is in, that are in good intentions, but outside of God's grace for us, it's not safe. If you don't have the grace to do that thing immediately, <clears throat> you have to make sure, is this in my daily grace to start this high expectation? And if it is, God, start with me. That's the prayer that we should pray. Yes, I want to do this and I want to do that, but it should start right here. It should start with us. So, so what does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, it means that we, um, everybody take a deep breath. Let it out. Okay. Basically, we have to stop trying to prove that we can do all things. We have to stop trying to prove that we can do all things. Because guess what? You don't have the grace for it. You don't have the grace to do all things. All, I can do all things through Christ. Yeah, you can. But that all thing may be uh, going to church. May, it may be going to a life group. It may not be, I'm going to save my whole bloodline. No, no, no. It may say, uh-oh, got to start with me. I got to read my Bible today. Uh-oh, I got to go to my life group. Uh-oh, I got to check on my family. Oh, I got you have to make sure that you're not doing all things. You're just doing the things that God is asking you to do. This is so important because this is how we drive ourselves crazy. This is how we drive ourselves into stress and panic attacks because we are trying to be all things to all people. And it's not healthy to be all things to all people because we are not omnipresent and we are not omniscient, which means we are not God. And if we are not God and we have to operate on human terms, we have to pick healthy boundaries and say, I am not all things to all people, so therefore I can only hold grace and wait for certain conversations, for certain relationships in this season. That's okay to say. It's okay to say, I don't have the grace for that right now. I have to do what I have grace for. I have to do what I have grace for. If I only have grace to have limited conversations with certain people, that's the only grace I have for right now. If I only have grace to focus on this thing and not try to bring all of my energy and my attention over here, that's okay because it's setting healthy boundaries. I just preached a whole series last year about having limits. This is a good time to put limits on ourselves in the beginning of the year because 
because if you don't have discipline now, you will be stressed out later. You'll be stressed out later. And we will stress ourselves out. We think that everybody else is stressing us out. Oh, my job is stressing me out. Oh, my significant other is stressing me out. Everything, everybody's stressing me out. When in fact, I have ability to say, I'm not going to hold weight for that right now. I'm going I'm to I'm lean back from that. Because I know it's not healthy, yet I involve myself in it. Because I want to be all things to all people. Uh, I can do the things, uh, I can do all these things. I can be here, I can be there. And we will wind up wondering where did all the time for me go? I don't even, I haven't studied the word. I'm trying to teach other people how to study the word. I don't have time for a small group, but I'm telling everybody else to go to a small group. I hope that in 2023 that we learn how to say yes to ourselves, not in an in a, in a evil way or in a boastful way, saying yes that I'm going to make sure that the micro is good. Because if the micro micro is not good, then I can't affect the macro. This is so important. This is so important. I, I, I have to, I, I don't have to prove that I can handle every single conversation. I, I just have to make sure that I am living in the daily grace that God gives me. Some of us are living under unrealistic expectations. And tonight I want to say, stop living in prove it mode. We live in approving mode, saying, I'm approved that I can do this. I know I'm tired. I know I'm stressed. I know I should probably be at home. I know I should probably be doing this, but I'm going to prove that I can handle all of this. I'm going to juggle all this. We have this thing that we say, uh, we say, I'm a multitasker, and we really not. <laughs> we really not multitaskers. We are really good at doing certain tasks at the same time, but we aren't really a multitasker. Okay, when you say you're a multitasker, I know people are probably like, no, you don't know me, Pastor Lincoln. I actually am a multitasker. I'm in the multitasker hall of fame. Well, guess what? No wonder you stressed out. No wonder you stressed out. Because you want to, uh, <laughs> camera people get ready. You want to be over here. You want to do all this. You want to do all the things. And you want to go over here. And you want to do all the things. You want to be important to this person. And if you are important to this person, you'll feel stressed out. So you'll try to go overcompensate over here in this relationship and say, I want to feel important. Oh, I feel important over here. So, but I, I still want to feel important over here. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you will find yourself in between two places where you should be right in the sweet spot, which is great. I'm right where God wants me. I can hold weight in this conversation, in this conversation, in this relationship, in this relationship without killing myself. I got to learn how to say N-O, no. <laughs> I do. Now, I will say, I probably have a little bit better relationship with no more, more so than other people do. I have no problem telling you no, no. No, no, I wish I could, but no. That's not a bad thing, that's healthy. Because I know my limits, and I know if I push myself past that limit, guess what? I won't be effective for my wife, I won't be effective for my son, and then everything else will be affected because I didn't learn how to say no. But we put this unrealistic expectation over ourselves saying that we have to be all things to all people. Yet I didn't die on a cross. 
Somebody already paid the price to be all things to all people. I, and, and oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, we have to stop in prove it mode. We can't prove it. We, we don't have to prove. We don't have to prove. Uh, some of us are crucifying ourselves like Christ. We're saying, oh, nobody loves me. Nobody's. But you, you don't even realize that you are crucifying yourself for a lost cause when God is saying, all you can say is no. Don't go to that. Don't do this tonight. Don't, don't be in that conversation. Say no. Have healthy limits. Because if you don't have healthy limits, you will be living underneath the pressure of unrealistic expectations. Stop living and prove it mode. I'm going to prove to my family myself that I can break this chain. Nobody else want to believe in God. I'm going to believe in God and I'm going to hold that weight. And when they see how good I'm doing, they're going to want to get on the band. No, 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 no. You're living in prove it mode. You're living in prove it mode. You're living in justify mode. I, I'm going to prove that I can change this thing. I'm going to prove that I can do this. I'm going to prove that. You know what that is? That's called pressure. That's pressure that you're putting on yourself. We are putting pressure on ourselves that we don't have the strength nor the grace for. You know where pressure comes from most of the time? Unrealistic expectations. That where it's, that's where it comes from. Unrealistic expectations. Um, I know some people be trying to, you know, motivational speakers and all that stuff, they'll be like, yeah, pressure makes diamonds. Not all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. You know what pressure makes most of the time? Most of the time, pressure does not make diamonds, but it does create destruction. Pressure, pressure, put this in your mind, pressure. Um, most pressure creates destruction. Most pressure creates when destruction. Um, when you grind something, it, it creates destruction. I wonder how many of us are still grinding in 2023. <laughs> Grinding. I'm on my grind. I gotta go to my job. I'm on my grind. I'm going to school. I'm on my grind. Not realizing when you grind something, something is being grinded off. Something is being destroyed. Something is being harmed. Something is being torn up. Something is being graveled. When you are grinding something, uh, something, yeah, you may get something great on the other side, but all of that grinding, it, it would be so sad for us to do all of that grinding and there'd be zero fruit to come out of it. Zero, what do I mean by fruit? There would be zero great results after all that grinding. I know people who have worked dead-end jobs and they have been grinders and grinders and grinders and they are still stressed out. They are still sick. They are still worried. They are still so angry in their mind. They're still frustrated. All that grinding we're talking about, is it really producing any healthy fruit? Or is it creating a toxic habit? I don't know how to work effectively. All I know how to do is grind. When I grind, I might not see my family, but I'm grinding. I might not be able to go to church, but I'm grinding. I might not be able to go on date night, but I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I'm on my grind. And in our mind, we think we're doing it for our family when, in fact, we are doing it for ourselves. We're trying to prove to everybody. Everybody got some people in high school that they still trying to prove that they got a better job than them. That's why I didn't even go to my high school. I almost said high school musical. I didn't go to high school musical either. But I didn't go to my high school reunion because I felt the pressure to prove it. Like, hey, I actually am doing good in life. I am. I got all my hair still. It's even longer now. Like all these things, I was trying to prove it. I was trying to prove it. I was trying to justify that what I was doing with my life was working. And I found all I was doing was grinding and having no fruit. And I was tired. 
I was hurt. I was frustrated. I was confused. I was angry. I said, God, I'm doing all this work. It ain't nothing happening. I'm making it look like it's happening, but ain't nothing really happening. And I found out that, my, that, that it was just me trying to justify that I meant something. I was valued. I tried to justify the pressure that justified. Th this pressure that's going on, these unrealistic expectations, it's justified because it's, it's, it's making me feel valued. It's making me, I'm on my grind. I'm doing all these things. I'm pushing through. I'm justified. I'm trying to justify that I have value. I'm trying to justify that I'm doing this thing and after we keep doing all that work, Paul messes up our normal in verse 16. I'm grinding. Well, Paul says in verse 16, our text for tonight, it says, know that a person is not what? Justified. Put that up on the screen. Put the scripture on the screen. Uh, verse 16, verse 16. Uh, know that a person is not what? By what? By works. Uh-oh. I've been doing all this grinding to be justified, and Paul just told me, all that work you're doing don't mean nothing. Justified. Know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by what? By what? Faith. In who? Ah. So you mean I'm not proven by what I do, but by whom my faith is in. I'm justified. I'm justified, not by what I do, but by whom my faith is in. Justify, justify. I want you to see this, justify. I don't have to prove it. I just have, I don't have to prove my value. I don't have to prove it to people. I just have to reposition my faith, justify. Just, just if I, just if I worry about what God wants me to do, I can see that I have value. And just if I believe in God, my Savior, he will have a plan for me and he a plan to prosper. Just if I, if I need healing, just if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Just if I take away that mindset of justify, meaning I have to prove it. When the Bible clearly says that I don't have to prove anything, I just have to reposition my faith, not justify, but just if I, just if I follow God's plan, I will see what he has for my life. Just if I follow what he has for my life, I can worry about, I don't have to worry about today or tomorrow. I just have to trust in him. Just if I, just if I, just if I, when will our mindset of justify. I have to prove everything. When will it turn from justify to just if I, just if I focus, <laughs> just if I focus on the thing that God says about me and what he's written about me, then I will see. Then, then I will taste and see that he is good. I can't see if he's good if I don't reposition my faith. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? I have to reposition my faith. When, I, when you think of the word justify, justify, justify means I'm only working. When I'm trying to prove something, when I'm trying to prove to this person, that's off my own strength. That's off my own strength. But when I turn my justify to just if I, I'm repositioning all of the responsibility off of me 
and putting it back on God where it belongs. All of that pressure that you're walking around with, it don't belong to you. Give it back to God. All those things you're stressing out about, it don't belong to you. Give it back to God. Stop trying to carry things like you are God and let God be God. Let him be the God that he said he could be. You, We are complaining because we say, God, where are you? And he's here, but we won't let him be God. And we have to learn how to let God be God and let man be man and say, just if I put my faith in Jesus. I will see what he has for me just if I, just if I, I have to reposition my faith because my justification, my value is not how I can prove it to people or prove it to myself. It's where I put my faith in. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand clap tonight. <laughs> Worship team. We're just, Ant just Antoine. Stand on your feet with me tonight. I, I didn't want to preach long. I didn't want to go all out. I just wanted to do what God asked me to do tonight. And I can honestly say I feel like I have done that. And when you feel that way, because I, I'll, I'll be transparent. There are times when I'm standing behind this, this desk. There's a pressure that comes we're standing behind here. Can I be real for like two seconds? There is a pressure. There, there is a man of God that stands behind this desk every single Sunday. And he preaches the word unapologetically. And he preaches it with conviction. And he preaches it from a space from sitting with God and resting with him and sitting in his presence. And there is a pressure holding this mic and standing behind this desk that the standard is still upheld that I have to deliver the word and it still be affected there is times where I say that I have to justify that I belong behind this spot I have to justify it. So I gotta, I gotta preach this way I gotta do this I gotta look like this and the reality that I have lived in in 2022 and into 2023, I've lived in the reality that is not that I have to justify that I belong here, but is that I have to say just if I believe that God has placed me here for a time such as this. Just if I believe something like that, then I can see that he is good and what he has planned for me is good. And when things come my way, they are going to work out for my good. The Bible doesn't say that just some of the good things and the bad things work together for the good. He says all things work together for the good of those who love him. Does anybody love God? I love him. So since I love him, I have to just believe in his word. When he says he has my back, he got my back. When he says he's for me, he's for me. When he says nothing can come against me, then nothing can come against me. That's the reality of it. Just if I believe in what he said in this book, says he has a plan for me, plans for me to prosper. Says that he loves me, he sent his only begotten son for me. Just if I believe in that, 
I don't have to worry about justifying my reason for being where I'm at. And that's all I want you to understand. If there was anything that I want to preach at the top of the year, it was this. There's pressure in the top of the year. I got to look fit. I got to get, get a big butt or whatever it is. All the things, whatever it is for you. I got to make sure my kids are okay. I got to make sure that this is okay. I got to make sure my husband, my wife, I got to make sure my bills are paid. I gotta, yeah, all of those things are going to be there when you get there. But guess what? You cannot put a price on your peace. So you have to make sure that you are putting healthy deposits into your peace bank. Guess what? You're a mom for a reason. You're a daughter for a reason. You're single for a reason. Don't try to prove, I'm, I have to prove that I'm worth loving. I have to prove my value. So I have to do this and I have to be like this. No, 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 no. Just if I focus on who God has made me to be, then I can live in the peace and the reality of what he's called me to be. Amen. Amen. I just want to pray for you. I just want to pray for you tonight. And my prayer for you tonight is that you turn this word justify to justify. <laughs> justify. My, my mom and my dad used to be like, I'm just going to worry about my business. Your business is your business. I'm going to worry about me and mine, right? I'm going to worry about mine. Just if I focus on what God says, then I don't have to worry about what man says or what man says what the devil says yeah tonight as I speak life over you whether you're watching online or you're listening on podcast or you're in this room I speak a blessing over your life that says just if I focus on what he says about me just if I touch the hem of his garment I'll be healed just if I believe that he died and he rose from the grave, I will be saved just if I. I pray that you understand how valued you are to this kingdom. Not New Life Church, but to the kingdom of God. I pray that you notice that you are valued, that you are loved, and that everything, every tear you have cried, every night you have stayed up overthinking, Every time that you've asked God why, know that there was a plan attached to every action. I pray that in your valley moments this year, that you get closer to him. I pray that you praise him in the middle of confusion. I pray that you thank him in the middle of turmoil. I pray that you reach out to him in moments of despair. I pray find a closer relationship with Jesus Christ in 2023. I pray these things and I pray them with expectancy that they will come to pass, that, they, that you will see the sun again, that you will feel the love of God rest over you. I pray with expectancy that peace has already reached your house and it'll reach your mind and it'll reach your heart. I pray with expectancy that God is going to do exactly what he said he would do. And I pray these things in all belief 
and all trust that they will come to pass. And all of those who receive this blessing, celebrate with clapping your hands and saying amen.